Welcome to We Found Another Hour, a podcast and ministry of Grace Baptist Church, Springfield, Tennessee. Listen now as we join our host, Dr. Steve Freeman, and his guests as they give biblical insight into your toughest theological questions as we explore the Bible together. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the We Found Another Hour podcast. Listen, we're so excited. I'm so excited to be back in the studio. It has been a long time. Has this not been the longest year ever? Yes, it has. Yes, indeed. We are 2020 podcasting, and, uh, well, we've not been able to get in the studio. We've been just trying to navigate these unparalleled and unprecedented times, and it has been, uh, well, it has been unique to say the least. Uh, in the studio with me today, answering Bible questions, we got Brother Michael Sharon, our student pastor. Uh, we have Brother Caleb Lewis, our associate pastor in residence, the newest member of our staff, and I'm glad. Caleb, is this your first podcast? It is doing my first podcast, but not listening. I love oh. listening to podcasts. Well, this is your first podcast ever? Yes, it is. It's going to yeah. be awesome. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, well, I can tell you came prepared, <laughs> and you brought your Gideon Bible and everything. Did you get that out of the hotel room this morning? Or? I did. It was between that and the Book of Mormon. We do love the Gideons. We do love the Gideons, and I'm thankful for the uh, for their ministry. If not, Brother Caleb wouldn't have anything to uh, podcast with today. But we also have Jackie Rawls. Jackie is our special guest today. Jackie is our Kingdom Service Coordinator um, at Grace Baptist Church. And, well, we just love uh, when Jackie can be with us because, well, we love our own staff because she keeps us not only straight, but she keeps us in stitches. Jackie, good morning. <laughs> good morning, everybody. <laughs> Brother Michael, tell us what's been going on. Listen, it's been so long since I've, well, I've really seen y'all, but in terms of a podcast, man, y'all have grown since I've seen you last. That COVID yeah. uh, pandemic and the quarantine, y'all, it looked like. Put on those COVID-19. I was doing good. So I, I was doing some intermittent fasting with Lena, my wife, and then I just kind of woke up one day and just said, you know, I'm, I'm kind of done with this. So COVID's been good in a lot of ways but it's been bad for the weight so probably need to get back on it but things are going good uh church is going great it's it's a weird time at church you know there's not really a guide on what to do with a pandemic but one thing that i am noticing and it just seems like people are hungry for the truth and, and maybe that's a reason why god has allowed us to walk through this so we will pursue the truth and pursue him so so that's an exciting part of covid for me well, uh, if there if there's such thing as exciting parts mm -hmm. of COVID, I'd certainly agree with you. It does seem uh, as the world just uh, well, let's call it like it is. As the world gets crazier, people are looking for some guidance. They're looking for uh, some help and some hope, and certainly. Uh, we know where they can find that, so uh, we're pointing them to it. Yeah. Caleb, tell us about your move. You're straight out of New Orleans into our residency program here at Grace Baptist Church, and um, also the residency program that coincides with New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary, as they've put that on the Southern Baptist Convention level. So uh, we want to welcome you not only to the podcast, but to Springfield, Tennessee. What do you think about it so far? Well, I'm loving it so far. It's a lot like my hometown, and so Springfield's got good people. And uh, How are you loving the church? I'm loving the church. The church. This church is unlike any church I've ever 
been a part of. How do you like being on staff? <laughs> I like almost everybody on staff. <laughs> <laughs> You've only been here three days. No, I, I, I'm enjoying it. I like everybody on staff. Everybody's really nice, been help, very helpful, moving. And I can definitely tell that God's doing something in Springfield. How are y'all Are y'all getting settled in and you're moving? Because I've noticed you've wore the same shirt for three days. Uh, yes, I was hoping nobody would notice. I wore a jacket yesterday on top of it. But, uh, <laughs> well, I, I might not have noticed like the colors and all that, but the smell has just been incredible. So I'm, I'm just, I have to, how's the washer and dryer? Has it come out of storage yet? Oh, well, no, we use washboards. <laughs> hey, Caleb, well, tell us about uh, when, when you moved into your apartment, how, how you got that phone call, and they wanted to know if you were a certain Caleb Lewis. Tell us about that. Well, long story short, I was, we were moving into, we were getting ready to apply for our apartment. Apartment and uh, we got a call and the lady said hey this is so-and-so from the apartments and I said yeah and she says this is Caleb and I said it is and she said I've got a weird question for you do you, do you have a criminal record <laughs> and I said uh, no I've never been arrested never been in trouble with the law she said well we're sh- it's showing you got a bunch of charges on your name I said I said that's not me and so anyway, long story short, I went home and looked it up, and there was a Caleb Lewis in Jackson, Mississippi, who had shot three people, <laughs> and then another one in Birmingham that had had been convicted of burglary and was on trial for robbery, and he not only had my name, but he had my exact same birthday, month, day, and year. What? And so they just ran my name and birthday, and I was in big trouble, but they got it cleared up. This is why we don't do background checks for our staff members. And I mean, we wouldn't sense. have anybody on staff. And it know? makes sense why Caleb wanted to be here so fast. He is yes. straight up running from somebody or something. So. Uh, I had to move quick. I've ne- yeah, I've never seen anybody accept a residency position <laughs> in 33 seconds before. I mean, it's like I'm, I'm going to come. So, yeah, but this is exactly, Brother Michael Wild. We don't do background checks on people because who would we get on staff? Like, there's no way Jackie would qualify. No way. I'm still wondering how I'm here. <laughs> well, we are. No, we're not. It's a work in progress. So, uh, well, thank you all again for being a part of, um, well, our ministry of podcasts. We're going to answer questions. This is what we've been doing throughout the year. Uh, even though we've taken a break, I've still uh, answered questions via email and uh, as we read the bible through the year as a church and um, hopefully if you're listening you're you're uh, following along with that bible reading we're almost done we're in the new testament so we're going to be answering some new question uh new testament questions this morning um the ironic part of this is when we uh, our last question was from the old testament early on but like i say we just could not navigate the studio uh, so season two was uh, uh, just a season of sermons uh, from uh, our church's ministry. But we're back live, and I'm grateful to be here. Hey, listen, are y- y'all want to dive into some questions? Y'all know that uh, 2020 has just been, as we've talked about, it's just been an unprecedented year. But even in terms of uh, some things going on out in society, I mean, we... Uh, it's just been difficult, and uh, one of the um, uh, things that, that that we see in terms of that difficulty is just even coming up on this election. There has just been, um, well, we've experienced, and, and, and lots of this just comes in wake of being a part of a lost and dying world. I mean, there are most people in this world, most people in our nation, 
do not have a relationship with Jesus. So when we think about 86% of even our county here in Middle Tennessee, in Springfield, Tennessee, Robertson County, 86% of our county is unchurched. Um, does that mean that they don't have a relationship with Jesus? Well, you know, as I always say, primarily um, because uh, you know and I know if you've been bought and or sought and bought by the blood of Jesus, uh, you want to be a part of uh, corporate worship. You want to be a part of church. You want to be connected. So I'd encourage you if you're listening today and you've not found that church home, I want to encourage you to get in it. I just happen to know a pretty good one. Mm. Uh, if, if you're interested, we'd, we'd like to tell you more about our church. But, um, you know, my primary concern is that people would be in church, uh, period. But as we navigate those times, we realize that the majority of people probably do not have a relationship with Jesus. We want to make much of Jesus, but yet in that we can also understand why the world looks like it does. Um, and we, we see just in the recent months, uh, lots of division within our own country. Uh, we see lots of hatred within our own country. I mean, it is just tough times. Uh, through that, God had called me uh, to take a season away from our current sermon series and, and uh, well, and, and to preach a political sermon series, to really take the issues that are at hand and uh, navigate what the Bible says about them. Now, I'm going to say for all the preachers listening out here, if you ever get a good opportunity, and Caleb, this will be a good one for the residency, okay? This will right. be a pastoral nugget. You know I like to give you yes, those yes. pastoral nuggets. So for the preachers out there, if you ever get a good opportunity to preach a political sermon series and really dive into the issues of the nation and really, I mean, just hammer down on those things, don't. No, I think it's great. <laughs> I think people have enjoyed it personally. Uh, they've enjoyed it about like 2020 as a whole. All right? they, I, I mean, uh, so with that, though, I do think it's important uh, that we highlight those issues. I do think it's important that we talk about them, but yet oftentimes it raises a lot of questions. So in that, we're going to dive into one question uh, that our, our listener, and it doesn't really come from our Bible study. It really comes from a sermon that I preach. So we're going to take a break and uh, when we return, we're going to dive into these questions. Y'all ready for this? Pump. Yes. Yes. All right, let's take a break. Hey, listening audience, thank you for tuning in to We Found Another Hour podcast. I want to take this opportunity to tell you about a great Christian education for your children. As uh, many of you are aware, at Grace Baptist Church, we began a ministry, a Christian private school uh, called Grace Baptist Academy. I'd love to invite you to check out uh, some more information about Grace Baptist Academy, especially as we walk through these unparalleled and unprecedented times of the year 2020. But as we uh, move toward 2021, we would love to have your pre-K-3, K-4, or kindergarten student to be a part of Grace Baptist Academy. If you'd like more information about that, please go to our website at www.gbcspringfield.org and uh, just follow the tab to Grace Baptist Academy. Enrollment is so easy. And uh, I'll go ahead and tell you that uh, tuition is uh, very, very reasonable. And it is, again, a great ministry uh, to lay a great foundation for a great future for your student. Again, Grace Baptist Academy, www.gbcspringfield.org.
Well, we are back. Again, thank you for tuning in to the podcast. As I said before the break, we're going to dive into uh, a, a good question uh, regarding a sermon that I preach from a political sermon series. And here, I'll read the question, and then we'll begin the dialogue. Brother Steve, so I just went back and watched your sermon concerning leadership and the elected being of God, and we are to submit to their authority. But what if they get elected or the elected official gets in office as a result of some sort of diabolical scheme or somehow cheating the electoral system. It seems as though in this election the idea of this happening is more prevalent than any other time in history. So how does that fall into God's plan? Is he not going to allow that to happen? He gives us free will, so does he predetermine the outcome? And if so, how is that free will? Help me out, brother. I'm at a standstill and need your input. Whew, well, what a what a question. Brother Michael, what what do you think about so this I question? Think, I think it's a great question, and I think there I think there are multiple questions in the question. So so I just kind of want to frame the question maybe in a different way. So so here here's I think the basic question. What should the believer do? if I feel like the election is rigged? So that's kind of question number one. And then question number two, um, do we have the free will and would God let something like this happen? So, so what should we do if we feel like the election is rigged? And then would God let something like this happen? So, so first question, what, what should the believer do if we feel like the election is rigged? Well, I would just remind our listeners out there, man, man, the scripture is so clear in so many different instances that every single piece of authority is elected by God. Every single piece of authority is raised up and is selected by God. I mean, we see it in Daniel chapter 2 and when he is speaking and he reminds himself and, and the people that are around that it is God and God alone who removes kings and who sets up kings. And then Second Peter even talks about that, that for, for our sake, for the Lord's sake, we are to be subject to every human institution, whether it's emperor or supreme. So for our listeners out there who are, who are wondering about this, what should the believer do if we feel like the election is rigged? I would say we have to stick with what the scripture says. And we have to remind ourselves that, that God is in control. Um, none of this is going to take him by surprise. And that we as Christians are called to obey the authorities of the land unless they go directly against the word of God. Sure. Like when Peter and them stand before the council and they say, you have to stop preaching. And they say, well, you can you can tell us what to do all you want, but we're going to do what God wants us to do. That's the only time I feel like that the believer has the ability to say, no, I'm, I'm, I'm out on your authority. Well, we have to, um, again, Romans chapter 13 gives us a biblical role of government. Yeah. Uh, and and then, you know, it outlines for us the biblical role of the church and society. So, well, there's no doubt that we have to submit to the authority of uh, government because they are really the agents of God. But in that, we have to balance and understand. And listen, we, we, we have to trust. I mean, we're bringing up a whole other issue of free will. I think one of the greatest examples of God's sovereignty and free will is played out in the democracy that we have. Think about this. You know, God allows us, even though Daniel chapter 2, verse 21 says, you know, that, that God really appoints kings and, 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 you know, takes out kings, what have you. God is sovereign over the universe. So if you're a listener today and you struggle with that, I want you to understand that God, God is in charge. That's right. Somebody ought to say amen to that. Yeah. Thank you, Caleb. Thank you. But, uh, and 
so we really have to understand that, but we balance that with the free will of mankind, uh, most especially as that per, uh, uh, pertains to our salvation. Uh, God gives us a choice. Uh, out of this 86% that we talked about and that's in our community, uh, that, and that statistic probably travels throughout the world, okay? Um, but out of that 86% that may not have a relationship with Jesus, guess what? It's their choice. It's a person's choice. It's your choice and uh, in, in, in just about every aspect of your life. It's your choice uh, what you want to do, especially spiritually speaking. So God has given mankind free will. He wants us to be in a relationship because we want to be, not because we have to be. But when we think about the, the, the democracy that we live in, think about God, as we've already said, is sovereign. Okay, so whoever's in office is going to be who God allows to be yeah. in office. But yet again, he allows us to participate. This is why I want to encourage uh, uh, all of our folks out there to, to get out and vote. You have a right and you have a responsibility as a child of God to go and vote. You say, well, who am I supposed to vote for? I'm going to leave that up to you. But read the Bible. If you've got some questions, you could go back and look at my sermon series because uh, we pointed out the issues at hand and where everybody stands. It's so. a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know about that. But nevertheless, overlook the messenger and look at the message. Don't, stop saying amen, Jackie. <laughs> So, with that being said, think about the democracy. We get to participate. We get a choice in our elected leaders, but yet the sovereignty of God is going to navigate whoever and however that turns out. Here's another thing that I would encourage about uh, trust. Not only should we trust the Lord, but think about this. You know, how long has America been in existence? I'm going to test y'all's uh, American history knowledge. Jackie? How long has America been in existence? Oh, uh, speak into the mic. You want to? Are you, you, you going to tag somebody in? Yeah. Do, uh, you, do you, would you like to phone a friend? Uh, no, I'm good. I just defer to Brother Mike. <laughs> I'm going to go with a, an educated guess around 200 years, maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, just a little over 200 years, and and uh, since. Our, this uh, democracy, we're really a republic, but since we've been in existence and had the opportunity to participate in the electoral uh, system, electing our leaders, you know, uh, there, there, is it a perfect system? No, but is it good? Yeah. It's great. It's great. So we have to not only trust the Lord, but we have to trust the system. Um, uh, the system has some safeguards in, involved. Uh, could it be? Um, could it be manipulated? Could I, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it could. Has it been in the past? Probably. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, they spent four years trying to figure out if somebody colluded in the last election, and that there really was no evidence of that. So I, I, I don't. I don't know. But I do know this that I trust the Lord, and honestly, uh, a system that's worked for 200 years, I'm just going to trust the system, and I'm going to accept the outcome of the election, and I'm going to submit to the governing authorities as the Bible tells me, unless it violates my religious freedom. Even if you feel like the election was rigged, that's your standpoint, or, it, or, or even if you feel like, because I feel like that's the basic question. Well, yes, and, and you okay. know, I, me too. I'm, I, I'm in vote for that. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you can. Re I, 
I have no concept of how an election could be fixed or rigged in terms of the system. And I've studied this a long time. I mean, my undergrad degree, which doesn't mean anything because it took me 10 years to get it. But, I, I mean, it's in history. So, I, I mean, I've studied this. And I, I, I don't know how it could be rigged. But here's the bottom line. I'm going to trust the Lord, and then I'm going to throw uh, my prayer and I'm going to throw my support. Uh, I'm, I may not agree with all of the policies. Uh, I, I, I may not agree. But I'm going to follow the leadership because I trust God and I believe um, that God has commanded me to do so. Caleb, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I think that the, if the question is, what should I do if the election's rigged, the first thing I would say is, don't be surprised. And that's not because... The Democrats are so bad. It's not because the Republicans are so bad. It's because humans are so bad. Come on. And I think a lot of Christians have a uh, maybe a short-sighted view of politics. We need to we need to step back and look at things biblically. And the biblical picture is that every human being since Adam and Eve is corrupted, and every human being since Adam and Eve uh, tends toward selfishness, tends toward greed, tends toward a desire for power. So if something we ought to be more surprised if something like that doesn't happen, mm. because I know humans, and more importantly, I know myself. And so if if the election's rigged, then essentially I say what y'all say, you know, wake up the next day, go to work, love your family, love the Lord, and go on with your life. Come on. But also don't be surprised because take a look in the mirror and see who's looking back at you, and you'll know why an election could easily be fixed. Jackie, what's your parting thoughts on that subject matter? Well, I I would say I appreciate you guys so much. Let me be your special guest today. But not having the knowledge you guys have, um, this would be like a specific question I would have for you guys, uh, especially with everything that's going on in the media. So I want to say that I trust the Lord and I trust you guys, and I think you've all answered it very well. And um, I'm going with what y'all said. So if you feel like it's rigged, you're not going to lead a protest. That's what you're saying. I am not going to lead a protest. We're not going to lead a protest. Okay. So that no. will not happen. Maybe 2024, maybe? Probably no. not. Okay. Okay. Well, and, and let me and let me say this. I think that talking about, you know, God's sovereignty and our our free will, that God, God has provided avenues for us to do certain things in our country that other, other countries don't have. And so if you were to feel as though the election is rigged, then we have legitimate, legal, uh, godly means to address that. And that's perfectly fine. You know, I mean, the First Amendment guarantees right to petition, uh, you know, right freedom of speech, all these things. So if you feel like it is, well, use those means God's given you and speak up. There's nothing wrong with that. Hey, let's take a break, and then when we come back from the break, uh, I want to talk about uh, maybe some specifics that's going on in society now and uh, get get you guys' thought uh, based on what you said, Caleb, about means to fixing uh, problems or things that we don't agree with. So let's take a break. You're listening to We Found Another Hour, a podcast and ministry of Grace Baptist Church in Springfield, Tennessee. If you'd like more information about our church or any of its affiliates, please go online to www.gbcspringfield.org or simply write to us via email at podcast at gbcspringfield.org. We'd love to hear from you. 
Let's continue now listening as our host, Dr. Steve Freeman, and his guest continue to give biblical insight to your toughest theological questions. And welcome back. Uh, as Before we took a break, Brother Caleb was talking uh, in terms of some some ways uh remind us uh brother caleb what you were referring to in terms of you know first amendment and right you know how to change things that you don't like right so you know the first amendment to the constitution guarantees freedom of speech uh freedom of religion freedom of press freedom of petition and so those means using your voice newspapers media outlets and then also petitions writing letters things like that are all means by which we can address issues in our country well we see uh you you brought up a good point about uh the right to protest peaceful protest i might right, add right. uh and you know that's something that we see a lot but but here here's the reality over the past few months uh we've seen we've seen protests as we're recording this podcast in Philadelphia, there, uh, I mean, civil unrest it almost seems, and we've seen this in pockets across the nation. And I mean, what, what to give, expound on that. And Jackie, you jump in here, but expound on that in terms of how that coincides with the First Amendment, because what we're seeing, we're seeing places being burnt down, we're seeing places being looted. Um, is this in line with the way that you would see biblically and constitutionally and how to change something? No, I, I don't think, not at all, I think. Um, well, legally speaking, you can't tear up somebody else's stuff. Well, that's a good I, word. I mean, that's like, I mean, you learn <laughs> What that. if I'm real mad, though? Well, you know, <laughs> we learned that in kindergarten. You don't, you can't tear up somebody else's stuff. And so... You know, my you was hoping that somebody come in and loot that shirt, wasn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I was. I, I don't know. No, no, I love my shirt now. But I remember my my seventh grade uh, government teacher, Mr. Bale. He always told us, "Your rights end where somebody else's begins." So you have a right to to do to protest, to to address, to petition, whatever. But when you start interfering with somebody else's rights, like their right to own property, their right to life, their right to freedom of mobility, you can't block roads. You can't burn stuff, things like that. That's where your rights end at that point. So um, I, I guess what you're saying is when a peaceful protest becomes unpeaceful, it's no longer lawful. That's right. Um, that, that, that's, I mean, that's a good word because we have to kind of understand and balance uh, this issue. Um, and and here's, here's what I say. This has been my mentality <laughs> all along, and this ought to maybe encourage uh, someone who God may be working on in terms of uh, who you know what He's purposed for their life. But I, I say that you know not only do we have these means, but one of the greatest avenues of change is is wrapped up in this philosophy. I'll call it a theology as well. But if you don't like the way something's going, um, why don't you go lead it? Mm. I'm going to say that again. If you don't like the way something's going, you know, why don't you lead it? Go and get involved in the system. Oftentimes, we see this, especially even in the church. And I don't have time to talk about this morning how, how the church, um, one of the reasons why we're in the mess that we're in as far as our nation is because the American church has, has sat back 
and rested and and instead of being salt and light as God has called us we we've uh, you know we're the flavor changers of society we're the we're, we're the light uh, to, to to bring the light of Jesus to our communities and and we've we've not done a well we've done a terrible job at that so uh, we have to be stronger as the church, but uh, oftentimes we're guilty as God's people of all the avenues that God has given us to change the world and to participate, even talk about voting. A lot of people will sit back and talk about issues that our nation has, but they didn't even vote. Mm, yeah. how, do you, how do you even have a say-so about anything if you have elected not to be a part of the process? I think this about church. I don't know if y'all know this or not, but sometimes people complain about things at church. Have you? Oh have my you? gosh! No way! I don't know about that. <laughs> I thought they just came to me. I didn't know it was anybody else. Well, I mean, thank y'all for absorbing most of that. Jackie's the sounding board for the congregation, but I, you know, they'll complain about decisions that we make. Um, but yet again. We have a process at church as, as we move forward and God leads us in a direction and we implement things and that, that God allows us to do, then uh, we vote. We have congregational polity uh, as a Southern Baptist. And if you're unaware today, uh, we are a Southern Baptist congregation. This would be a Southern Baptist um, uh, uh, podcast, if you would, of uh, Southern Baptist Ministry. Don't be too proud of that, Jackie, because yes, you I know. Still don't know why I'm here. <laughs> but you know, don't don't be too proud of that, because most people in prison are Southern Baptists too. But <laughs> nevertheless, uh, but he, here's the here's the thing. You know that they'll complain about something, maybe even at church. Um, but they they didn't care enough about it on the front end to participate in the process. We usually have town hall meetings. We usually have long before we get to a business meeting to vote on the matter. Um, but if you're not willing to be part of the process, then you're never going to be part of the solution. And really, you you really negate your right to say anything if you've not participated. But think about this too. If God has given, uh, maybe that's your purpose, uh, to be involved in this type of leadership, but yet you sit back and let somebody else do it, um, then, then again, you've not become part of the solution. Y'all's thoughts on that? You know, I, you know, just with the protests that are going on, the, the common theme is that people want justice. Right, like, and, yeah. that, and and that is that is totally understandable. I get it, and, and so I would just say and, and remind people that that even when justice is not served or not served correctly here on earth, that does not mean that justice has been negated. Justice will be served, whether it is here on earth or it is in heaven with the Judge Jesus Christ. Justice is going to happen. There's going to be yes. a time <laughs> soon and very soon. Come on. So, so I would just say, you, you know, to, to be in a reminder of that. And, and, you know, Caleb, I love that you brought up the, the fact that, that we shouldn't be surprised with this happen. And we shouldn't be surprised that, that this is how people respond to stuff. And I would just remind, remind us, remind our listening audience, um, you know, what Paul says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Mm -hmm. People are not the enemy. 
the, the enemy is the one behind the scenes spreading lies, spreading deception, doing what he does best. The one who came uh, to kill, steal, and destroy. That's the right. one that First Peter 5, 8 says, your adversary, the yeah. devil's like a roaring lion yeah. seeking someone to devour. And our society has been devoured. I wish we that's could right. spend about an hour on that. Well, really, that's the purpose of the podcast. But we found another hour. This is supposed to be all the stuff that I can't get in yeah. in a uh, sermon. But yet again, we're probably going to have to find another hour for the Found Another Hour podcast. But this is we. This is the reality. We're we're in a war, but it's a spiritual war. But this is why I want to remind those who may be listening. Uh, who have some uh, unrest about uh, the current political climate, uh, the current direction or division in America, God is on the throne. That's right. God is on the throne, and he is sovereign over the universe, and he is justice. He is the righteous judge. And um, so we can find our hope in that. We can find our help in that. We can find our rest in the fact that Jesus died for our sin. He was buried, and on the third day, God raised him from the dead, all according to 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4, and threaded throughout the Bible, even your Gideon Bible, threaded throughout the Bible, Brother Caleb, that our hope is not in this world. We're just sojourners in this world, and we're longing for our uh, home in heaven. I hope that you have that relationship with Jesus if you're listening. If you'd like to know more about a relationship with Jesus, we would love to tell you about that. Hey, call us here. Come see us. Uh, come be our guest at Grace Baptist Church. Come be our guest at Grace Baptist Church, our Greenbrier campus. Hey, if you're listening internationally, we have campuses in Italy. We Go to our website and we could tell you uh, or you can learn more about that. But we love you and thank you for the opportunity uh, to just be a part of this podcast, this ministry, but to talk about these issues. Guys and girls, thank you for being our guest today, or thank you for being a part of our podcast today. Always any parting fun. thoughts? Always fun. Jackie, you got any parting thoughts? Again, lots to learn. I, I just appreciate y'all having me and let me watch you firsthand. Well, we we enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. <laughs> Caleb, brother Caleb, you got you got any? Yeah, one thing I think what brother Michael was saying is important to remember that we're not fighting. The against... podcast is over. <laughs> Wait, how about how about let's tackle it on the next episode? How okay. about that? Because we got no, go a ahead. question go that ahead. we didn't tackle. Is it really over? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be an awesome outro. <laughs> we're, we don't we're not fighting against people on the other side of the aisle. Right, we're fighting against the devil. Yeah. And so we're Christians are ministers of reconciliation. So we should always try to reconcile with people on our side and across the aisle and realize that they're not the enemy, but they're captive by the enemy. Mm. There it is. Part of thought straight out of New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. You're putting that degree to use. God bless you until next time. Thank you for listening to We Found Another Hour with your host, Dr. Steve Freeman a ministry and podcast of Grace Baptist Church of Springfield, Tennessee. If you'd like more information about becoming a follower of Christ, we'd love to have that conversation. Please contact us at 615-384-3393. For other questions or information regarding Grace Baptist Church or its affiliates, write to us via email, podcast at gbcspringfield.org. 
And as always, as we explore the Bible together, if you have a theological question that you'd like answered on our podcast, send the question to podcast at gbcspringfield.org. Thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless you.